Hello everyone, and welcome to The Secrets of Storytelling. I'm your host, Sharon Richards. I've been telling stories now for 10 years, and like many, many people in the world of storytelling, I never intended to become a storyteller. I started a storytelling club 10 years ago, in Sale, in Manchester. And through that journey, I have met so many amazing people, each with their own amazing stories to tell. And that's what I'm hoping to get across to you in these podcasts, letting you meet these amazing people who can give you some hints and tips if you want to start learning more about storytelling and how to do it. They can tell you because they've been through it. Their worst moments, their best moments, how they memorize their tales, how they find their tales, and how they cope with the, the stress of standing up in front of 40 odd people and telling them a story. Lay me down gently, tell to me Stories that soothe me And set my dreams free Our guest this week is Sue Dempsey. Not a storyteller, but a poet. But despite the fact that she's a poet, she managed to win the title of Storyteller of the Year and that within about four months of joining the club. True to say, though, lots of her poems are actually stories in rhyming couplets. I'm I'm so pleased to have her on the show today. Sue will describe herself as someone who's very shy, quiet and retiring. It takes a lot of effort sometimes for Sue to stand up and tell her poems, to to read her poems to us. But you'd never know it once she gets going. By the second or third poem, she is absolutely flying, is buzzing in her own words and can't wait to do it all over again. And so I'm delighted that she's joining us here today to talk about her own poetry, where inspiration comes from, and to give us just a taste of the many, many poems in Sue's little patterned books. Sue, it's lovely to see you this afternoon. I'm so pleased you could join us because in our storytelling club you are a bit unusual in that you never ever tell stories. (laughs) Tell us why you never tell stories. Because I've got a very bad memory and um, I have to read. I have to have my comfort blanket, my book in front of me. But it's not just that, it's just it's the fact also that you only ever tell Poems. poems, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, that's quite unusual in a storytelling club, but it's been uh, very welcome in our club. So you've been coming to the club maybe three times, four times, and what happened on your fourth visit? Um, well, the, the fourth one, mm-hmm. I won the Storyteller of the Year. Right, so you've been coming three or four months, you'd never done anything in a storytelling club before, no. and the audience thought you were so great, they voted you Storyteller of the Year. And you've got the cup to prove it. I have, yes. <laughs> and you wrote a poem about it as well, didn't you? I did. <laughs> so um, how did you feel the first time you um, got on your feet to, to read us one of your poems? Absolutely terrified. Were you? Um, the, the only way I got myself to come was thinking, don't get ready for it, don't get ready. I rang a taxi, I didn't um, change my clothes, I didn't put makeup on, I didn't even have a wash. I just grabbed my boots and came. Oh. And luckily I was near the front, yeah. so I didn't have to walk a long way. <laughs> it's not that big a room. <laughs> yeah, you can see me. Yeah. Um, and I just um, just did it. And yeah. the theme was love and hate. Oh, right. um, I didn't bother with the hate, mm. and I wasn't too, um, <laughs> hadn't got too much material about love, so I was a little bit limited. Right. Okay. But at least I stood up and did. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Did you win the first time you told? Or was no, it the second no, time? I think it was the second. Yes. The Irish, um, yeah. the Irish night. Yeah. Yes. And you've got some poems to to read to us today, haven't you? As we're going along, you can find some of them just dipping yes. out of those. So, where um, does your inspiration come from from all these lovely poems then? Just from life, from watching people and listening to people. Um, I like to um, <laughs> I like to eavesdrop on people <laughs> and just funny little things that yeah. just tittle me and hopefully yes. tittle other people. They don't always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find that though I find them very amusing, other people uh, just don't react at all mm. and that, that really throws me <laughs> <laughs> it's not put you off though, has it? No, no. And some of your poems have been quite serious though, haven't they? Oh, I don't read the very serious Do you not? ones. No, I'll say this again. They've not been quite serious, <laughs> but they've been funny poems on serious subjects. Yes. Like if you've been poorly or something yes. like that, yeah. you can get humour out of it. Because there's of... usually a little bit of something funny. Of course there is. Of course yeah. there is. Mm. So um, you've come to our storytelling club, the Success Stories Club. Have you been to any different storytelling clubs? No. No, so you don't no. know what. Okay. What would you like about this one then? I just like the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's friendly and um, welcoming and uh, uh, it's just nice. What was your, in the year you've been with us now, what's been the best thing about it? Well, obviously I enjoyed the winning. Um, <laughs> Polishing the cup. But No, no. <laughs> um I just enjoy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It gets me out. It gives me something to work towards. And it gives me something for myself. Um, and before I came, people were saying, you must join something, join something, okay. because I was a bit isolated. Mm-hmm. And um, and I hate joining things. Right. I didn't want to go to yoga or meditation or mindfulness or line dancing. But in the end, I gave in. Mm-hmm. So you found out about us from a, from a writing group, yes. didn't you? Because there's an overlay between writing writers and tellers. Yeah. Yes, I'm, a, I'm actually a writer, not, not a teller. Mm. I can't stand up and, um, and tell like the others do. No, because you're doing poems rather than stories, aren't yeah. you? And mm. um, one thing that perhaps separates the, the club in sale out from lots of other clubs is that other storytelling clubs will have the rule, no reading aloud aloud. Yeah, so I wouldn't be allowed there. Well, you wouldn't be allowed <laughs> to tell, possibly. But, um, but but our idea is that we know that ev- anyone can perform. We know that everybody can do it. And if in order to do that, you've got to have a book with you or a piece of paper, just go for it. And very often, when people are doing stories, they might start off with a few notes on a piece of paper. And third or fourth time up, you'll see they won't even look at the bit of paper. They've got their they've got their rhythm. They've mm. found their voice, and off they go. Mm. Probably a bit different with poetry. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I tried it once. Mm. And how did that go? Badly. <laughs> <laughs> I only missed one word out, but it threw the whole rhythm of everything out. Right, and mm. that that that's harking back to something in some of the other podcasts that people have said is that in a story it's really important not to try and remember every word no you can add lib in a story you can add lib in a story yeah you can't and the problem with with trying to remember poetry to do by rote if you forget one word Mm. it can make you stop dead in your tracks yeah it's just one little word that I missed out if you can't Mm. remember the word for shoe you can say welly or bally pump or something else not if it's to rhyme not if it's to rhyme (laughs) (laughs) so do all of your poems rhyme are they all like rhyming Type things. Um, I'm afraid they do, yes. Oh, no, it's, no don't apologise, uh, it's wonderful. It reminds me your style of Pamers. Yeah. Like a Lancashire They're Pamers. rather more simple than um, 
I have done some that didn't rhyme, but I prefer the rhyming. Yeah, and they've got that nice rhythm to them, especially mm. the Lancashire accent. Oh, well. So uh, what would you like to read to us first? Um, well, I'll read the outfit, which is one that, um, when I was reading for the Irish Night, mm-hmm. um, at first I thought you had to stick to the absolute theme. No, we're so, very lax. But then I twigged on that, no, you could bend it a bit. So <laughs> I did the outfit, which I said... Um, uh, there was a wedding mentioned and I, I said that I, it was a wedding of two Irish friends which <laughs> it wasn't that was a big fat lie <laughs> yeah. the outfit um, I pounced on the assistant at the ladies fashion stall I need something to help me look more young and slim and tall I want a dress to camouflage my hips and give me back my waist I'm going to a wedding so I must have style and taste I won't settle for outdated, no boucle, wool or tweed. The man said, blimey lady, it's a marital you need. <laughs> That's fabulous. And you said that they're short, they're simple, but they are always really, really, <laughs> Very really <simple>. funny. <laughs> short and simple, a bit like you. Two longer ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. Yeah. And obviously when, when, you tell, when you tell your poems, um, the audience really warms to you. You start off doing one or two and then recently you've been doing like four or five at a time and, yes, and really getting yeah. into it and you say you get into it the longer you well, stand yes, up there I have to if I only do a couple I haven't got into it by then right but the third one I'm just beginning to enjoy it to relax <laughs> and absolutely the that... fourth one my voice goes so I don't have long <laughs> you've got a short lifespan there on the stage but as long as you enjoy it and the audience yeah. enjoy it which they yeah. clearly clearly do so um you have uh, had a go you've kept going you've come back you've won the audience vote once you've got a place in the storyteller of the year and then you won storyteller of the year were you surprised by all that oh yes yes very much um yes i, I it took me a while to get over it actually. <laughs> <laughs> what would you would you have any advice for someone perhaps who's listening who thinks i wouldn't mind going to a storytelling club somewhere find out where they are and just go along what would yes, you say to them try give it a try it's worth it mm-hmm. um it's so enjoyable and it and it and you get a buzz a mm. sort of a buzz it, it is nerve-wracking but it's worth it yeah it is mm. i think i think it's almost addictive once you once well i yes i think it is because every month i think i can't do it i can't do oh. it i can't do it and as i'm getting near i think i definitely can't do it <laughs> and then i think well i'm going to and i do and you i do. enjoy it yeah yeah so. and how do you feel when you when you've done it you, you, you've done your poems and you've got the, the applause how's it feel um then? <laughs> worn out but <laughs> quite happy once I've sat down yeah takes me a while to recover but <laughs> oh <laughs> but it must be worth it keep on, you keep on coming back and doing it again oh, yeah. so um you don't tr- you don't try to learn your poems do you, you... no I don't because no. um I don't want <laughs> to put too much strain on my brain at the moment no mm. no I uh, uh it would be too much that yeah yeah and it might sp- might take away some of the pleasure so yes and, and that's that's really important isn't it that um yeah. as a teller you've got to do what you enjoy yes and if it's a strain for you and it would spoil it so much that i wouldn't be able to do it in the end yeah no and it has to it has to be enjoyable and that, yeah. and for people who are thinking about starting to tell stories it's different for you because you write your own poems people who don't do their own writing the important thing is only to tell stories that you really really like yes because if you don't like it the audience isn't going to like it no matter how well you tell it or how appropriate it is if there's a theme at your storytelling club 
about trees or whatever you can find a tree story if you don't like it it's going to just fall flat so yes. find a poem or a, a story that you absolutely love stick a tree in it yes <laughs> well I've got the hang of that now yes. yeah, we are very lax to um, <laughs> stick to the absolute no we are very lax we have the titles in in the club I think it's quite unusual that we have a theme each month because some of our storytellers are professional storytellers so they can do it with standing on their heads mm. and for me to say I'll oh, come and tell a story it'd be just too easy for them so we do have a theme but as I say um if you were um coming to a, a, a tale for tales from the emerald isle you know, irish stories you could say well this is an irish story but i was drinking a pint of guinness when i first read it so <laughs> i'm telling you and you'll be you're fine you're absolutely fine yes um, well, some of the next ones are quite um uh, quite difficult what have we got coming? some of the next remember. themes is it it's um, international women's day it's wonderful women isn't wonderful it? women's not too bad have you got any stories about women at the moment? Not with me. Okay. No, I've got them ready for the next one. Yes, not giving away your secrets no. until you've actually performed them. Okay. <laughs> and I've stretched it a bit. And, and then we're doing... Um, what are we doing? And now for something completely different. Well, that's going to throw me. That's going to be a stretch, isn't it? Because we're suggesting at that night, which is going to be very unusual for all of us, that some of the traditional tellers don't tell traditional tales, but tell something very modern, maybe an urban myth or whatever. And people like me who never tell traditional tales, we're supposed to tell a traditional tale or a poem and maybe get some of the poets to do a story, but you don't you don't um, have to. I did wonder whether to sing, but I decided, oh. no, that won't be too much for people. <laughs> Would it? <laughs> too much of a good thing or too much of a bad thing? <laughs> a bad thing. <laughs> but a lot of your poems, they're stories. They're just stories in rhyme, aren't um, they? Have you got a poem that with you that is a story? Um... Can you think of one? You've got to take your time. Yes, I've got I've got one. I've got a couple that I like. This this one is um, called the Pacifist. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> um, Pauline was a peacemaker, known as meek and mild. She'd grown up just the same. Had been a very gentle child. She had a way with animals. Knew every dog and cat for miles. The kids all took to her at once, quite bewitched by her kind smiles. She gave out a sweet serenity, peace oozed from every pore. No one could find fault with her, she was a pacifist to the core. Then, one day, a child stood helpless, all alone and petrified. She could see the youth surrounding him and witnessed as he cried. And Pauline metamorphosized, saw a brilliant burst of red, charged up to the group and whacked the leader round the head. She clenched her fists and got stuck in, such fury on her face. The youth all scarped up the street, with Pauline giving chase. Like Boadicea in battle gear, with her handbag brandished high, shrieking, swearing, striking fear into every passerby. She made her feelings felt that day, got her message over fully. For the one thing Pauline couldn't stand, she couldn't stand a bully. <laughs> That's brilliant. So you, you do your, your stories through poetry, don't you, obviously? But have you always written poetry? Uh, no, no. Um, I used to write just anything, mm -hmm. observations and um, uh, stories about my family and mm -hmm. things that had happened. But then, um, and I always wanted to write a book. It was always my ambition to write a book, but... Um, I didn't want to write it until I had something important to write mm -hmm. and I've never got round to it so um, so that was why I chose poetry 
easier to write. Um, well, it's easier to write when you know how, like you do. But <laughs> well, it it comes easier than yes, obviously yeah. writing a book, as you know, involves an awful lot of work, mm. and um, I wasn't able to do that. So I needed to write something. So I wrote poems. Mm. Do you write every mm. day? Uh, no, it, it's funny. It's like buzzes. Um, they attack me at all hours. Oh, really? <laughs> Usually when I'm supposed to be going to sleep at night. <laughs> And um, <clears throat> once one comes, I usually think of three. Really? And then nothing for quite a while, and then three will come again. What, on the, three on the same theme? Or? No, not completely oh, different. Yeah, my mind's going all over the place. And especially if I'm in bed at the time and I can't write them down, I have to try and remember um, the, the, line, um, the words at the end, the rhyming yes. words. yes. Thought I can piece it together the not, following day. Are you not day. tempted to write to get up and write them down? No there way am I getting up once I've got into bed. No, <laughs> <laughs> poems can wait. <laughs> so have you been have you been trained in writing? No, but I always loved writing. Yeah. I was the only one in the class who actually looked forward to um, the homework, the weekend homework, wow. um, an essay, yes. <laughs> the English homework. Yes, I really enjoyed it. Gosh. Mm. So talking about the themes for for the for our forthcoming club, one of them is um, telling personal tales, and lots of the storytellers start off with something that's happened to them and embellish them mm. in those little events into something that, that's a, a tellable story. Do you do that in your poems? Is there a lot of you? In your, I mean, did you really go for a wedding dress for for a, as a wedding guest or not? Did you just make that up? No, I made it up. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it. Um, some are about me. Yeah. yeah. Some are my own experiences. Right. Yeah. Some are uh, family. Yeah. In fact, my sister says she's scared to open her mouth now. When she had a bit of poem. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one's objecting the story club. Your poems have always gone re- down really, really well. So, um, do you, do you tell poems to other people apart from at the club? Do you tell poems to your family or anywhere else? Um, occasionally, uh, we have um, a little afternoon tea session. Oh, Two of um, my sister's friends who I've roped in as, <laughs> to practice on. Brilliant. Mm. That's I said the practicing is important, even if you're reading out loud. The practicing is really important, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Do, you tend, do you practice before you do the story club or do you just read them cold? Um, I think I did last time. Uh, but I only had one person to practice on, so she was, she got a lot. Um, but I, no, I usually stand, read them a little bit on my own. Yes, yeah, just out loud. Out yeah. loud is really important, mm. isn't it? Just hear, hear the if the words are too harsh or if they clash. Yeah. Uh, what's your ambition as a as a storyteller, stroke poet? Well, I'd I'd love to get them published. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's that's always been my ambition yeah. to get because. Um, I worked in a library, I was surrounded by books, so the obvious, no, I was a library assistant, there is a slight difference, (laughs) slightly lower down the scale, because I was a home bird and I never wanted to go to college, (laughs) so I stayed at that level, yeah. So presumably with the the library work, the the spoken word, the written word is really, really important to you in your life, yes, yeah. Yeah. Because you're constantly surrounded by books and... uh, but but it's harder to get a book published these days than it was when I started because there's a lot more people right now. Yes, and mm. there's all the self-publishing as well, isn't there? It's yeah. competing mm. with a lot of people. Mm. But you'd love to get your book, and people would love to read your book, that your poems are really good. Have you got any more for us today? Um, yes, I can do. 
This is called Manuel. It's actually based. My sister feels that this is about her, but it's not really. <laughs> I've heard this I've, one. <laughs> I've taken the word Manuel, the name Manuel, who she once went out with, and I've twisted it a lot. <laughs> Manuel. Manuel from Majorca was so suave and debonair. He liked his drinks all short and neat, and he liked his ladies fair. He wooed her with his native ways and his incandescent charms. She soon was right bowled over, though quite squashed in his strong arms. But he wasn't like the boys back home. This man was used to winning. And three baby shams and a gin and lime weren't quite enough to warrant sinning. She might have lost her virtue then had she been on the Proseccos, but instead she chose to cut and run, not easy in stilettos. She hitched her pencil skirt up high and bolted ran like hell, not pausing till, red-faced and worn, she reached her own hotel. But she'd learnt her lesson, learnt it well. Next year she chose a cruise, though, just in case, to walk the deck, she wore loose clothes and running shoes. <laughs> so your sister thought it was about her, did she? Well, it wasn't. <laughs> I just chose. So you. I just chose the word, the name. Oh, that's yeah. so your inspiration can come from anything and anywhere. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes, are basically. You, yeah. You, what's the most yes. recent poem that you've written? Oh, it's um, it's actually to prepare for the next one of the um, success story club scenes oh, right. right which is a right royal to do oh right and um i've written one called the the grandmother-in-law and one um the groom About... or harry's getting married oh <laughs> i can't wait to hear those <laughs> i might um... get in trouble for those <laughs> oh <laughs> but from the royalists in the club <laughs> might get my head chopped off <laughs> what would you um is there any advice that you'd give to budding poets about how to go about it? What you, mistakes that you've made that you, you think they could avoid? I think everybody does it differently. Today. You've got to write from the heart in anything, haven't yes. you? Yes. Um, I think th the way I do it, I quite often think of the last line first. Really? That's um, interesting. This sort of... Um, the punchline the almost. Punch line, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. Right. And, and, and the rest of the poem comes from that. Oh, that's a good way to do it. It's the way it seems to work for me. Yeah. Something that has just struck me is particularly funny. I like to end up, yes, you know, with a punchline, and yeah. and the rest is just to be fitted in, but made as, as funny as I can on the way. Well, one thing that amazes me about you, Sue, is the the speed at which you can do it. When we're in the writing group together, often what we'll um do a little introductory exercise for ten minutes, and we'll write, you know, a few paragraphs. I remember we did something once about. It was something very serious. It was about 9-11 or something like that, the anniversary of 9-11. And we'd all written our one paragraph. And you misunderstood the instructions. And you actually wrote three poems in 10 minutes. And they were all absolutely brilliant. You just went off like a rocket. It was incredible. Yes, incredible it's, to it's watch. quite wearing at times. I'm, I'm sure having a brain that big and busy. That's what, it's over, that's what you get with an overactive mind. <laughs> when I was a, a baby, apparently, I cried non-stop. And nobody could find how to stop me. Oh. <laughs> and the doctor decided it was an overactive mind. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me physically. Oh. <laughs> so you've got an overactive mind, folks. Become a poet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, enjoying the success stories. <laughs> yeah, enjoying the success stories. <laughs> okay. So it's been absolutely lovely talking to you this afternoon, as usual. And I'm hoping that you've got a, a poem or two left for us to finish off with. 
Uh, yes, <laughs> I'd like to read this one because um, I particularly enjoy reading this one because it, it is uh, written from the heart. Mm-hmm. It was actually written in Sainsbury's Cafe, huh? not on paper, in my head, oh. whilst I was eating a very large portion of food. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called The Diet. <clears throat> I'm going on a diet. It's a thing I often do. Though, if you're going to be picky, no, that isn't strictly true. I wish I could be picky. I'd nibble this and that. I'd order tiny portions and I'd never run to fat. I have high expectations, but I cannot tell a lie. Salad does not grab me, however hard I try. My friend said, you're not trying. You'll have to mend your ways. Lettuce is no use at all if it's soaked in mayonnaise. And you're never going to lose the weight from around those hefty hips if your fish is served up battered and with two portions of chips. I'm going on a diet, but it's a diet I've invented. It concentrates on joyfulness and on aiming for contented. But if the guilt should filter in, I recall what I was told by my mum who said, It doesn't do to be too thin, not when you're getting old. For tips on how to start telling stories yourself, go to our website, thesuccessstoriesclub.wordpress.com. This podcast is brought to you by a small furry bear productions. They're at asfbproductions.com. It's presented by me, Sharon Richards, and produced by Claire Freeman. The music is by Chris Rogan. I really hope you'll join us again where we can help you to find your story and tell it well. Lay me down gently, tell to me Stories that soothe me and set my dreams free